Welcome to the Dream Life and Business Podcast. My name is Sarah Buner, and my life's mission is to help others live their best lives possible. I believe that entrepreneurship is the way that we can have the time, energy, money, and freedom to live our dream lives, all while helping others too. I created this podcast to share content, concepts, and conversations that inspire, support, and normalize that you can live your dream life, all while doing what you love, making more money, and helping others too. So let's get started. Welcome back, everybody, and I'm so excited today for our guest. Our guest today is Amanda McWhorter, who is a friend and colleague of mine who has gone through this journey of corporate burnout into creating her dream life and business, and I felt guided to invite her back on the podcast. There's a former episode in in the previous iteration of this podcast, Um, but I wanted to bring her back on again to highlight this journey from corporate burnout and unwellness into Amanda will show you all about how she's created her dream life and business. And even if you aren't corporate like me, I wasn't ever in the corporate world. There's a lot that you can learn from, you know, the corporate burnout journey exists in all different aspects of our society. And so I'm just so excited to have Amanda here today. So Amanda is a corporate dropout, recovering people pleaser and perfectionist turned burnout recovery coach. After eight years in corporate, she burnt out and quit her job in a last ditch attempt to get her life back and regain some sense of self. So in her own corporate detox journey, it lit a fire in her that burns very deep and it has become her mission to help others who find themselves in the rubble of burnout to dig their way out and step into a life that they truly love. So as a former HR professional, she believes, Amanda believes that burnout recovery and prevention should be one of the main initiatives in every business. So Amanda, welcome. I'm so glad to have you here. Hi, Sarah. Thanks for having me back on. It's always Always a pleasure. I know. It's always so fun to hang out. So I would love for you to give us your story about your burnout recovery or your burnout, your journey and all the things. Yeah. So I spent 18 years. Um, I worked in grocery retail management. So working in retail is a whole different animal. Um, you know, you're working nights, weekends, holidays, and really that I did that right out of college. So that's all I knew. And it was constant go, go, go. Like my work days were six and seven days at times. Um, and in, in 2020, I really had this pull, like a lot of people, right, for some change. So um, I took a different role within the company. Uh, At the time, I had a then four-year-old, and it was just really a struggle to balance everything. So I made the decision. I had kind of like this calling on my heart that I needed to leave, but I had absolutely no plan (laughs) of what I was going to do after that. But I followed that calling. I really did. It was like a leap of faith. And I put in my resignation. And um, after an amount of time of, you know, being out of that career, I realized that I was really burnt out. Um, It was not something that we talked about at all. And I was in the HR field for about four years. And, you know, think you think of human resources person, you're really there to support the people in the organization. And burnout was something we never talked about. And in retail especially, it's rampant. Like people are walking around burnt out, full of stress, you know, working crazy hours, and it's just normal. So really what I had was just this whole 
lifestyle change, right? Stepping into who I truly was, um, who I wanted to be, and meeting people like you along the way that showed me that I can create this life that I never thought was possible, ever. And that's what got me where I'm at right now. I love that so much. And that's the what I talk about all the time on social media and with my clients, as you know, is that when we live our best lives and when we say, wait a second, I'm going to put myself first, it can feel really selfish or it can feel really out of the norm. But what we're actually doing is creating a new norm. We're creating a new community of wellness. And so can you, I love this, what you're highlighting here. So it sounds like you left. It was like a inspired decision or a gut decision of, I can't do this anymore. So I have two questions. Tell, can you give us a window into that moment and what things were like? Actually, let's start there. Okay. So I, I said in 2020, right, that it really was, it kind of, it really hit me hard then that I, something needed to change. And it had um, about, probably about two years prior to that is really when I started thinking about it more. But I was a single income family, you know, just me and my son in my house. And I was scared to leave. Um And I was working so much, I didn't even know what else was out there. I wasn't looking for another job, right? So, you know, a series of of decisions were made in the company that I work for that I just totally didn't agree with. And really this total misalignment was happening, right? Even when Mm -hmm. I was in HR, like there was definitely a values misalignment. And that's really what put me... I want to say over the edge. Uh (laughs) That's really what pushed the issue, right? With leaving. And there was one thing that really just sealed the deal for me. And that was, it was a schedule over holidays that were dictated. And for me, I needed the flexibility to work the late shifts on the nights that my son was was with his dad. Uh And I was told no. Yeah. I was told no. And that was just a big, aha moment for me because I had given so much to this company and watched so many other people give, 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 you know, their time, their freedom away to watch this company succeed. And when I was told, no, that was, that was the end of it for me. Mm -hmm. Um, I put in my resignation two days later and I gave them a month's notice, which Looking back is a whole other thing that I've kind of been diving into, but I gave them a month's notice because I didn't want to leave them high and dry, mm-hmm. right? And I didn't have anything that I was leaving for at the time. Yeah. So I did. I worked out a month. I got them through Thanksgiving holiday. And um, my last day with, with them was in December. And I still felt like this pull, even though I was leaving, right? It was like this loyalty to them. Um. So fast forward to a few months removed from that, right? And starting on my journey. And I really realized that that loyalty was definitely something that wasn't reciprocated. Mm. So you were putting in the loyalty and all of the work and all of the things, and then it wasn't coming back to you. Like you weren't being treated the same exact way. Correct. Correct. And really that's what that decision, that no, pushed me for. Um, But I looked at at all the other times and all the other people in the organization that the same thing was happening to and is still to this day is. And 
that's really what lit this fire in me to help other women in particular to not feel like they're stuck. Right. So from your journey, you were here, you're saying, okay, now I'm going to help other women through this. Absolutely. Yeah. And I want to go there. I have one more question that I feel like I can totally relate to, even as a former therapist, like I've been in this knowing it, you know, it's like, you know, it exists intellectually, but sometimes we don't see it that we're in it. So can you talk about, I've heard you say before, you, you alluded to it earlier, you left and then you realized you were burned out. Like it wasn't like I'm burned, I'm burned out. I'm going to leave. But it's like the symptoms started to emerge later on. So can you talk to that or speak to that a little bit more? Yeah. So since I was not leaving for another job, um, my calendar was open and I had a lot of white space, Mm -hmm. which I was not used to at all whatsoever. And it was really nice. Like the first, I would say like month, um, it kind of felt like vacation, right? Like an Mm -hmm. extended vacation. It was the first holiday season that I had enjoyed. Um, but then we get into like that, that January, I I left in December, get into that January. And I'm like, what in the world is wrong with me? Mm. And, and what it is, is I wasn't in that constant, um, stress state. Yeah. Right. Like I wasn't like working 12 hour days and working six days a week. Um, I was always told by my, my massage therapist, Shout out to Carrie. She's amazing. Um, she would always tell me that I didn't know how to relax. Yes. And I'm like, what are you that. talking about? Right? Like, what are you talking about? But like, I could not, my my muscles were so tense, Sarah, that I just, I couldn't relax. So I started meditating um, and realized that like, oh, wow, I can unclench my jaw. Yes. And just went through this whole series of things. I mean, I had hormonal imbalances, you name it. I was experiencing it and I didn't, I thought it was normal Mm. because that's what everyone around me was experiencing. Yes. Um, When you work for a company for 18 years and you're working six days a week, like they become your family, right? Like everybody around me was experiencing that same um, high stress, jacked up nervous system state. Yeah. And that's what I think when I think about stress, I think about it from the body level of your nervous system, the physiology of being in that stress mode constantly like that for our bodies is meant to be only a a little bit at the time, right? It was uh, adaptively for us if we were like in life or death situations. And most of our society lives in that now. And I had just a little bit of a um, interaction earlier this year where I got kind of caught up in that really good. It was like within two weeks, I was like, wait a second, can't do this. I cannot be a part of any relationship where that energy is there. And it's so easy to kind of slide into when it's normalized to go, go, go and into that stress response. And even now it's like my, I'm, I'm pretty highly sensitive to this stuff, but even now I'd say a month, a month and a half later, and I was only in it for like less than a month. I still feel like I felt my jaw clenching at night and like biting my lip a little bit. And like my body has a harder time calming down. And it's almost like I had to relearn all of that stuff just from that little moment. And so what I hear you saying is that's just a normal way that the world is. And for you, you finally saw, oh, I have all of these things going on. Yeah. Yeah. I, so I was listening to, um, a an influencer online and she was talking about dis-ease yes and I never really thought about that 
Um, and honestly, that's the state I was living in, right? Dis-ease. So I couldn't relax. I couldn't say that anything was like, there was no ease and flow in my life. It was constant go, 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 go. Um, and, and like you, I, you know, I, I experienced over the last couple of weeks, a little bit of that in my life. Um, not because of work. It was simply me taking on a project, right. And owning it. And, um, it was a surprise party for my mom. Yes. But coming out of that, I was like, wow, my body and my nervous system got so jacked up. Like the weekend of the surprises, it's almost like it was like, Ooh, I remember this. Yeah. It felt terrible. Right. It felt terrible. So yeah, like that's, I, I had no clue that that feeling was what, how I was living. Yeah. When it sounds like it's been all around you and you and I've had, we could go off on a whole tangent, but we won't. We've talked about intergenerational norms and cultural norms and ancestral norms that can come up for any of us around work and productivity and all of the things. Yes. And that's too, I think a lot of people don't realize that it, I remember hearing this a long time ago and I was like, whatever, but it's good. Good stress is still stress, right? It still it impacts our capacity. And so I'm wondering for you, like thinking about burnout recovery, your own journey of corporate detox and burnout recovery, tell us a little bit more about that. What did you do? I know this is always a funny question because we can't just like encapsulate or distill our whole journey, but can you give us some highlights or a window into your own journey to healing burnout and to where you're at today? Yeah. So the the foundational thing was regulating my nervous system, learning to relax. That was so foundational. Um, trusting and giving myself time. Um, for me, it's meditation. For mm-hmm. other people, it might be getting out and walking, like whatever that is, but giving yourself like that quiet time to just be. Like I say mm-hmm. that to people, just be. Like don't be on social media. Like just be by yourself. Yeah. Um, that was huge. That was huge. And another thing that was real big for me was finding my voice again. Um, and it really doesn't have much to do with burnout, but it has everything to do with like my corporate experience. Um, I was, you know, we are censored so much in corporate America. Um, and a lot of this comes from the people pleasing, right? I'm totally mm-hmm. a recovering people pleaser. Um, but we're told like, you shouldn't say that you should say this, mm-hmm. this is what they want to hear. Um, and you know, we keep our ideas to ourselves because at some point, you know, someone discredited us or our ideas and our yeah. thoughts, right? And um, really learning to speak my truth has been huge on my journey. And, and really, that's what inspires a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish I could say it's working with me one on one, but I inspire more people just by being me. Yes. And speaking my truth and sharing my journey. Oh, I love that. Well, and I think it's all of it, right? It's, I was thinking this morning about the form of how we serve our purpose can be all these different forms. But for you, you living your truth and speaking authentically is so magnetic. Absolutely. I mean, I received two messages just yesterday from people that were thanking me. I don't work with them. I didn't know they were looking at my content or listening to my podcast, but saying how I triggered a decision in them because they saw that there was a better life out there. 
Oh, I love that. Oh, I love that so much. Oh my gosh. And that's the whole point of dream life and business, right? It's like when we live our dream lives, it actually elevates our impact in the world just by existing. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. And I think that once, once I saw that people were enjoying, you know, or, or really resonating with me sharing my journey and speaking my truth, um, that's when a lot of things change, right? You start to like really see that like, oh, I can create this. Yes. Um, and then you allow the other pieces to fall in place, right? So for me, it was like, okay, I can take time off and travel. I can maybe still do some client work as well because I have that flexibility. Um, oh, but like something simple is being able to take my son to school and pick him up. Yes. Is it's the best. Like, it's the best. It's like yeah. total freedom for me. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I feel like you're intuiting. I know we talked a little bit before, but I feel like you're intuiting my transition questions. Because <laughs> I was going to ask, can you give us a window into your world now and contrast it with what life was like before? Because I think you, you're one of those people that is living by design. You're living intentionally. And... I think when we start to do that, it's like, it's a Wednesday afternoon and I've been like, just kind of moseying around my house all day and still like bring, like, just, it's so, it's so cool to live this lifestyle, but it becomes our norm. And we forget that most of the world doesn't live that way. So can you tell us a little bit about what's your life like and what's different versus what it was before? Oh my gosh. Okay. So first of all, for any parents out there listening, you know that mornings can be crazy, especially if you're getting your kids ready to go to school or to daycare. And when I was working in the corporate world, mornings were so just nuts. Um, I felt like I, my nervous system was already jacked up before I even got out of bed. Um, and I'm pretty sure my son's was too, just because that's how I was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we were on such a strict schedule. There was no room for play, right? Like it was like, okay, get up, brush your teeth, get ready, eat some breakfast, get out the door. Um, mornings are so much better now. Um, that is like, that's amazing in itself is just because that changes your whole day. Absolutely. Um, and, and having the freedom to not start work. I don't do client stuff. I don't like to do client stuff before nine 30. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm in a networking group right now. We meet once a week and it's a 7.30 a.m. meeting and I struggle with it because it's just, it doesn't really fit my lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's opened this whole like thing for me on how we can do better to to make life better for everyone around us too. Like I think parents in particular, like, you know, we're trying to have careers and raise families. <laughs> right. Like like for me, that's like one of my goals is like, how do I help those people yeah. that are around me? Um, but really being able to take on client work, you know, 9 30, 10 o'clock. And then um my day ends pretty early. So when I do school pickup at 3 30, I'm typically done. Mm-hmm. Um I have, you know, some evening availability um I think two nights a week. Very rarely do I have clients drop in those slots. And if they do, it's definitely before 6 p.m. Like yeah. I'm I'm off by 6 p.m. Um, I spent way too much time before working till, you know, 9, 10 o'clock, sometimes midnight or later. Um, I'm not doing that now. <laughs> yeah. So well, what um, I hear you saying is that you're choosing it. So even with the yeah. 7:30 a.m., you might struggle with it, but you're like, oh, it's worth 
choosing this, even though it's a little difficult to get there, I choose to have these evenings because it, it feels good for me. It's boundaried. It's my choice versus somebody telling me I have to. And yes. that's everything. That's absolutely everything. Um, the other thing with my life now that I have the flexibility for, so my partner lives two hours away. So him and his daughter are, are in Ohio. I'm in West Virginia. And um, I can now go out there more often because I can work remotely and I can, you know, do my Zoom sessions with my clients remotely. And it's great. Um, we've picked up traveling a little bit more too with the kids at yeah. times where we would have never been able to do that. So that it's just, it's, it's so great. Um, I'm totally like an advocate for people to, if you have like this itch that, you know, you have this greater purpose and you may, might have some fear that's been holding you back, right? Like I can't do anything on my own. Try it out. Like the worst that's going to happen is that you go back to working for someone else. Right. Gosh, you just, I just flashed into 2013 when I decided to start my own business and I forgot, like, it's so scary before you do it. Yeah. It's so scary. It feels like the world's going to end if you choose that. And not that everybody's going to choose to start a business per se. You might move into a different career. You might do something different, but it's remembering psychologically that most people are wired what is it? The comfort of leaving has to, or the comfort of staying has to be greater than the comfort of leaving. I want to reframe that to continue to envision what you want for your life, continue to envision what you're excited about and like do that. Absolutely. That is, that is some of the most important work that I do with my clients. Yeah. Right after regulating their nervous system, <laughs> quite honestly, because we as a society have lost the ability to dream. Um, you know, think about it as a child, right? We have these big dreams and, and no one is telling us no. And we're like thinking of everything. Right. And somewhere along the way, society teaches us that we need to fit in a box. And I learned to dream again. Yeah. Oh, that's so powerful. Oh, that's so powerful. And that's what you do with your clients. Exactly. That is exactly what I do because with my clients, I give them the medicine that I have needed. And by medicine, I say the work, right? Oh, that's right. That's a that's a lingo that we use. Yes. Yeah. Like yeah. it's the work that I needed. It's the advice that I needed. It's the tools that I needed and still to this day need. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I love that. So I, I want to add to some things I know about you is you in your lifestyle decide what days you're off that Fridays are your day or you'll go and like work from a cafe or you also have that time freedom as well. So you're supporting yourself and you have this freedom yes, to really do whatever you want while helping people. Yes. It has always been a dream of mine to have Friday, Saturday, Sunday off. Um, I remember having a journal and I would write in it every day. And that was one of them. Like I have every weekend off for adventures and here I am. The yeah. adventures might be at home, but I have created this life where Fridays, if I decide to work on Friday, it's because I want to, not that I have to. Yes. Again, it's like an intentional choice that you decided. Yes. yes. I love that. 
So let's segue into, so you built your business mm-hmm. and tell us about that. Tell us about what you do. And actually let's start with your big why. So what's your big why for why you help people? My big why is because I want to help everyone, but women in per- particular, not listen to the shoulds of the world. Yes. Right. So whether you're in the corporate setting or not, I am so sick and tired of everyone being bound by these shoulds that we either put on ourselves or we hear other people talk about. Yes. Um, being in burnout for me created a lot of havoc in my life. And I didn't know it, right? And a lot of people are walking this earth in the same state, all this chaos around them. Um, ignoring the people that matter the most to them because they're putting this career ahead of that, what's most important to them. And I I really want to be able to help people with that. Yeah. You can have both. Yes, you can. You can have both. I'm not going to say it's perfect balance, but you can have both. Oh, I love that. So how do you help people? Oh, I cut you off. Go ahead. No. So I... um, I work as a burnout recovery coach and I help people. I either work with them um, one-on-one or I do have a, like a group offering. Um, So I, I specialize in what I call corporate detox and it's amazing. Corporate detox is um, really for anyone that is in burnout. It is especially curated for people that are in this space in the corporate world that they're like, something's got to give. Something's got to change. I'm not happy. I'm not fulfilled. And it's tailored to their journey. Like this is not a cookie cutter approach. It's tailored to their journey and what they want. So if they want to stay in the corporate world, but find something that's more aligned, we work on that. If they want to leave the corporate world, we work on that. Mm -hmm. If they just want to stay exactly where they are, but be happier. We work on how to do that. I love that because what you're doing is you're empowering them to decide. You're empowering people to decide where they want to be and do that in an intentional way and that you don't have to stay and suffer. Yes. Yes. And and it's my goal really in this quarter to make that offering more accessible. So um, I have three tiers within Corporate Detox, and it starts out, um, the group offering is, um, there's a community with that, and we go up to a little bit of a one-on-one, a little bit more high touch, and then we go to like a VIP type offer, right, for someone that really wants that upgrade and wants to make changes now. So those are the three offers within Corporate Detox. Um, Another thing that I just started um, in 2023 is working with businesses in what I call workplace rewire. And it is specifically to help support your high high performing team. So whether they're in burnout to help them recover or to prevent the burnout and help reduce their stress, really what this is, is to not only impact them personally and professionally, but help your organization achieve your results by retaining those associates. Oh, I love that. Because it's helping to shift the environment, the community. There's a community aspect and an interpersonal aspect to both of these. 
yes. and that wellness of the individual impacts the community. Absolutely. And with Workplace Rewire, it also comes with a consulting component where I'm giving um, you kind of the overarching issues in a confidential way, right? We're not calling out associates one-on-one to really help you change the culture within your organization. That's so awesome. And because of your experience, you can really see how to make those shifts within corporate America. Oh, I love that so much. Yeah. So cool. I love this because, you know, I always say, and I still stand by this, that the best and easiest way for us to create our dream life and business is through entrepreneurship because it allows us to help other people and have full control over our life and our time and our energy and and how much money we make. And I feel like corporations are, well, it's not, I feel like corporations are going to have to start shifting. They're going to have to start elevating and the data supports this as well. So that's what I love about the work you do with Workplace Rewire as well is helping to shift the community so that people can live their best lives and work in companies too. Absolutely. Absolutely. I I think about, you know, the day, the month that I made the decision to leave, this is a program I wish that that company had. Yes. And I'm thinking about like, as you're talking, every time we talk, I think about people who this kind of work would have benefited in the past. And maybe people would have been able to, if they had the resources and support or if an environment shifted, they would have been able to stay and that company would be so much further along too. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. So wild. I love this. So when you think about creating your dream life and business, I would love for us to lead into your three tips or major advice for somebody who's in burnout and wondering, can I also create my life and business, dream life and business too, or my dream life too? Okay. So the first one, um, especially if you're in burnout is to learn to take the time for you. You know, I know we've all heard you can't pour from an empty cup, um, but it's so true. So you have to take time for yourself. So whether that is starting to start that journey of how you recover from burnout, it could be as simple as putting up boundaries, regulating your nervous system. You have to take those steps and stay consistent with it. Yes. And it will be hard out of the gate because you it is something that your body is totally not accustomed to. Your mind is going to tell you you don't need, but trust the process. When I wanted this, to hop in there with that as well, I was guided to add that this is also why it's good to have support. Maybe that's where you were going to, but this is why it's helpful to have support because our it's just such a threatening thing. And also anything we've been avoiding is going to bubble up the minute that we have that alone time. So having a burnout recovery coach, having a support, having supportive community around you is so, so key to making this easier on yourself. Yes, absolutely. And we'll make sure that we drop links to yes. um, to corporate detox. That would be a great first step, honestly. Yeah. For you and and my information will be in there. Please reach out if you feel like this is you, right? Um, and that you need that support. The second thing is to really take time, and Sarah talks about this all the time, like to intentionally design the life that you want to be living. And maybe you can't do it right now, right out of the gate, but it seriously starts with a few decisions. Yes. And those little tweaks 
are going to get you closer. And when you get a little bit closer, you're going to make some more tweaks. And, and really that's like the snowball type momentum that is really going to get you there. The third thing is don't be afraid to dream again. Oh, you see. Okay. Don't be afraid to dream again. I talk to so many people that are struggling with burnout. They are unhappy in their careers, which then they're unhappy in their relationships and just unhappy with themselves that when they take the time, whether it's walking through the park or just sitting outside or sitting in your car in the garage, if you have to, just taking that time to like actually say, I can accomplish these dreams. Like, understand that you're worthy of that. Yes. Because there are so many people that think that they aren't. Yes. And I feel like when we allow ourselves to dream again and work towards it, we show ourselves that we're worthy. Absolutely. Why do you think people are afraid to dream again? Because I think that so many people around us think that that's crazy. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like it's taught that it's not the norm or it's risky or it's instead mm-hmm. of it's risky to stay in a company and kind of devote your soul. If if you're in an environment that's not also supporting you, even in the nonprofit world or wherever it may be, if it's not supporting you in the same way that you're being or that you're supporting the community, that seems riskier from my perspective. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if you think about it, it's like people are like, well, that's not reality. Well, maybe it's not their reality, but it right. can definitely be your reality. Yes. And and please don't take this as it's all sunshine and rainbows all the time because it's not. Right. Um, there are still storms. Right. But when you shift your perspective, those storms are like a rain shower. Yes. That you come out of pretty quickly. Because you know that you have like this whole different perspective and this different view right behind it. And you have the capacity and ability to problem solve in a way that you don't when your hands are tied. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I love that so much. Uh, And that's also our subconscious mind needs to see other people doing the things that we're doing, even if it's not the same. So that's why this podcast exists. This is why communities like yours exist is for us to elevate this as a community that there's actually a lot more people out there creating their dream lives, they're just not at work where you see them. They are at home, working from home. They're traveling. They're taking Fridays off. We're working from a coffee shop. We're doing the things. And so that's why I really encourage you, if you're feeling guided to take your journey on your dream life and business or just your dream life, find the communities that feel good to you or find podcast. I consider podcasts a community too, because I'm an introvert. So it feels like it's people (laughs) talking to, but just allow yourself to have people that will actually support you in your dreams too. Absolutely. So like, think about it. You are what the sum of the five people that you surround yourself with something like that. I'm sure I just watched that, but (laughs) you get what I'm saying. Yeah. So, you know, I, I tell a lot of my clients, not everyone is meant to follow you into the next season of your life. And sometimes that's a good thing. Yeah. Right. 
um, I'm not saying that you get rid of relationships, but when you start surrounding yourself with people that are like-minded, whether that's in person or virtual or listening to a podcast, like everything shifts versus like constantly talking to that friend that tells you how terrible their life is and their job is and they feel stuck, right? And they're, they make you feel stuck. Right. And oftentimes people aren't going to be able to hold space for you if they don't see that as a reality for themselves. Yep. Oh, it's happened to me. It's happened to me. You know, it's happened to you. Like it's, it's the reality of it. And it's why we do what we, what we do. And it's why it's so worth it to have these communities because it just accelerates the, the whole process. Yeah. And it gives you like that fire in your belly to go create what you want. Yes. If you can't find it. Oh, that's even juicier of like, you look around and like, nobody's doing it. And then initiating that from your own energy. Yeah, Or maybe they're not doing it the way that feels good for you. Start your own. Right. Start your own. You will find your people. And that's something I always hear intuitively is that our options are so abundant. Like there's so many different ways that we can support ourselves and create abundance and reverse engineer that dream life. But it does start, like you said, with that decision or with those few decisions of what we want and then taking the steps to get there. Yeah. Yay. So I we will add this to the show notes, but where can people find more, learn more about you, find you? So I am on Facebook mostly, um, a little bit on Instagram and on LinkedIn. All of those handles are at Amanda K. McWhorter. Um, I also have a website, amandamcorder.net. Um, and we will drop a link to yes. my offerings as well. Yes. All oh, and things. I have a podcast. I always forget about the <laughs> podcast, which is crazy. Yeah, that's hilarious. You have it's called the Corporate Detox Podcast. Um, much like you know, Sarah's podcast on here, it is um a lot about inspiration. Um, tools for you, but also a lot of stories of people who have left the corporate world and created a better life. Oh, I love that so much. Yes. And we will make sure the link for that is down below as well. Oh, so juicy. So, so fun. Well, I really, really appreciate you for, appreciate you coming in and um, joining me for this podcast episode because the work you're doing is so powerful. And I just think what you're doing is amazing. Your story is amazing. The light that you're sharing in the world is amazing. So thank you for your time today. Thank you. And everybody, that's all for now. And we will have more here for you soon. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Be sure to check out show notes for any links or details that were mentioned today. Be sure to also share this podcast if you found it useful and subscribe to the Dream Life and Business podcast for future episodes. If you'd like to contact me or learn more about creating your dream life and business, be sure to visit alignwithsarahbuner.com or you can find me on Instagram or Facebook at Align with Sarah Buner. Thanks again.